0: Welcome to the Leadership Matters Podcast, where we talk matters of leadership because leadership really does matter. Here's your host, Jeremy Albrecht. Hey, leaders. Welcome back to another episode of the Leadership Matters Podcast. My name is Jeremy, and this is episode 21. What? Yeah, 21. I've entitled this one, Winning Teams. And this one is particularly of interest to me because it's everything I've kind of learned through the process of coaching house league hockey for the past number of years, now this is a bit of a work in progress, uh, but it's something I've been developing as uh, as I've been growing in this and, and learning how to coach and be an effective coach, and I've I've called it a winning team's philosophy, and to my players they all refer to this as the Triple H theory, and I'll explain why. Uh, one of the biggest reasons is because the three main ingredients all start with the letter H. Um, so that's the biggest reason. And if you've heard some of these, you may recognize even some of these H's um, from leadership books. Uh, guys like Patrick Lencioni have developed the the, the hungry and the humble and, and the smart. So he's got two H's and then an S. Um, there's been other guys, Perry Noble. There's been other um, key leaders that have developed... Um, these types of things. And so there's nothing new under the sun. But I've taken three H's that apply to hockey. And the reason I want to share them with you today is because I actually believe they transcend the game of hockey and could help you as a leader. Um, whether you're developing a team, whether you're part of a team, whether you're leading a team, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I believe all three of these can transcend uh, the context of your leadership today. And so that's why I'd like to share them with you. And I, I'm hopefully uh, you'll be able to take uh, some... Some, some key takeaways away from this, this little leadership talk today. Uh, now, before I get into this, let me just address one of, the, um, one of the concepts, one of the questions you might be asking in your head as you hear me talk about a winning philosophy for house league hockey. You might be thinking, house league? Seriously, dude? I don't remember the last time I heard of a house league coach putting that much effort and time into just house league. I mean, it's just house league. Well, you're not alone in that thinking. I, I have had those comments. Um, from from various parents over the years, or even other coaches over the years, and and it doesn't really bother me at the end of the day, because my mentality is this, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well, and that's kind of my mindset in life, I mean, if I'm going to do something, I don't care if I'm playing something, if I'm working at something, if I'm just goofing around, like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it well, and, uh and so that's kind of where this stems out of and, and why I put so much into it as we get into this you might be thinking dude that is overkill man like you've you've gone off the deep end it's just house league well that's kind of my mentality and hopefully that'll'll set some a, a bit of a framework for for the things that I, I want to unpack in just a few moments here so let's take a deep dive into this coaching philosophy that I've been developing and tweaking and trying to make better actually each year even this this season has just gotten underway when this podcast will be dropped. We're a couple weeks into the season now, and, um, and I'm still tweaking this and making adjustments and changes um, to make it better all the time. Because if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well, right? Um, so before we get into this, uh, the reason I'm sharing this with you, the listener today, the listener of a Leadership Matters podcast, is because I believe this Triple H Theory um, like I said before, transcends sports and actually can be applied to each of us as leaders, as well as the team you're a part of. Chances are, as a leader, that you have been or are or will be a part of a team at some point in your leadership tenure. Whether that means you're leading the team or just a member, it's still so important to understand the ingredients that make up winning teams. And despite these, these three H's I'm about to unpack, we, we first have to realize overarching truth when it comes to any winning team and that truth is this so if you're if you're taking notes or mental notes or whatever just remember this okay this is kind of the bottom line of this talk is this a win starts with believing that you can let me say it again a win starts with believing you can i came across uh across sorry A quote years ago that I've held on to, uh, to this day, I actually have it up in my office on a whiteboard that I, I look at it each day I'm in the office. It says this, belief in change always precedes the evidence of change. Belief in change always precedes the evidence of change. I'll share more on this later, but for now, just keep in mind that winning always begins with believing that you can. Okay, so let's jump into these three H's then. And uh, we'll start with the first one. The first H is this. It's humble. Humble. Humility. One of the characteristics that I believe distinguishes any great winning team that that continues to see any success in winning with consistency is humility. And so we we phrase it this way on any hockey team that I've coached. It's always stay humble. I I say to my players every year, every game, stay humble. And in hockey, we've kind of defined this um, to my players, I've defined it this way to those that I've coached. Uh, we, we've defined it this way with this simple statement. We call it, we play for the crest on the front, not the name on the back. We play for the crest on the front, not the name on the back. And so this one's all about the team win, the team dub versus the player stat, the team dub versus the player stat. We talk a lot In the teams that I've coached, with the players that I've coached, we talk a lot about team play and what's best for the team, not necessarily what's best for the individual player. This is all about being a team and and laying your own selfish wants and desires aside, that goal, that beautiful play, that, that horrible penalty, selfish penalty because you're upset and you want to retaliate at somebody. That's not team. That's individual effort. And we talk under the heading of, of staying humble, we talk a lot about team play and what it means to be a team player, not an individual player. And so uh, I always teach my players, even when the game gets out of control, we don't. We keep our heads on straight no matter what happens, no matter what calls happen or don't happen or get missed. It doesn't matter. We keep... Our heads on even if the game gets out of control and under this heading of humility I believe is where this word respect fits it falls under this humble part and so I, I, I'm always teaching my players to first and foremost respect the vision this Triple H Theory respect that so this first one is humble and you'll learn the other two in just a moment but first and foremost respect the vision respect the mission of this team the goal of this team and then uh, i need our players if we're going to go anywhere and see any kind of success they need to respect their coaches their leaders and submit to them and and listen to them they also need to respect their teammates need to respect their refs of the game they're there to to ensure safety and and, and that fun can happen And by keeping control of the game. And so I teach my players that practically, that that means going up after each game, not just shaking hands with the other team, but you shake hands with the ref. Not many teams do this anymore. I teach my players to go up and shake the hand of the ref, whether they agreed with every call or missed call or not, to tell them, hey, good game, ref. And, And also no talking back to the refs. They let us as coaches have sensible conversations with the refs. They don't need to be flying off the handle and getting upset with these refs. And then finally, uh, we teach them to respect the other team. And so one of the things, the key trademarks um, that, that I always want to see my, my team do is that when we shake hands in host league, we, we shake hands at the start of the game before the game has even been played. We have our warm-up and then we line up at center ice and, and we go ahead and shake the other team and their hands and, and also the, the coaches. Now, one of the things over the years that, that's kind of, been done away with is is just this respect by taking off your glove and actually shaking your hand um, of the other player and and so lots of players now just keep their gloves on and they kind of do a fist pump or whatever and good game good game I'm trying to to teach and maybe it's old school uh, it doesn't really matter to me to me it's respect and so one of the trademarks of characteristics of my teams are we every player we take off our gloves and we look you in the eye we say hey have a great game out there even to the coaches. It's one of the trademarks. And we've actually had referees and, and other teams who have noticed this and picked up on this. And and even over the years, it's been interesting to see co- players that I've coached that I don't necessarily get back the next year, they end up on another team and we will be versing that team. And it's interesting to see these players still, to this day, it might be four or five years ago, I coached them, are still removing their gloves and, and shaking the other team's hand with respect. And I love it. I, I just love seeing that. The other, the other way that this translates the whole humility piece is I don't allow individual celebrations after a goal. It doesn't matter how beautiful it was. Um, I, I want our players, and I communicate this to our players, hey, act like it's not the first time you scored, and it won't be the last time. Act like you've been there before, basically, is what I'm saying. So we don't go all out of control, and that's not respecting the other team. Um, and, and so we want to show respect to the other team. Now, I don't mind our team celebrating as a team if they want to come to the bench and, and go along the line of the bench and shake other players' hands on, the, on our team, but we don't need... It wasn't an individual effort that got you the goal, and so we don't need to celebrate like it was all of us, and, and so that's one of the ways that, that humility um, uh, correlates to, uh, to team play as well. And so when you, when you transfer these types of things under the whole stay humble principle and you translate that over to your leadership, what I've seen is this. Humility creates stability. I'm sure you can all think of a leader whom you respect and admire because of their humility. Uh, I know the ones for me personally uh, that I think of here are are some of the most stable, secure leaders I know. And there's so much to be said about humility and leadership, and uh, especially uh, when it comes to winning teams, if you're going to have a winning team, I, I don't think there's a, there's a more solid foundation you could build a winning team philosophy off of than humility. I think it's a great place to start. And it's, it's actually why I've intentionally began with humility with this, with this, this particular H, because I, I just believe it's so important and critical, um, to, to the stability of, uh, of the team. And so we need some humble leaders. So wherever you find yourself leading today, whether you're on a team, whether you're a a leader by yourself, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. I want to encourage you to stay humble. Regardless of where life takes you, where your leadership takes you, where you find yourself leading from what size of platform, it doesn't really matter. Stay humble. Stay grounded. And remember um, that we play for the crest on the front not the name on the back. You're, you're actually leading for something bigger than yourself. And so always remember that. Don't ever forget that. The second H is this. Moving on, we get to hustle. Hustle. Another characteristic that separates just any team from a winning team is a culture of hard work. And that's what hustle's all about. It's about hard work. And so we encourage our players to stay hustling. Not only stay humble throughout the game, throughout the season, but stay hustling. In hockey, we define it this way. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Or you could phrase it this way. In hockey specifically, maybe you've heard this terminology, back check, forecheck, paycheck. There's a reward at the end. When you, when you back check, you skate back just as hard as you skate on the forecheck when you're going towards the puck, then you're going to get rewarded, and that's the paycheck at the end of the day. So regardless, what what it really comes down to is ensuring that we leave it on the ice, and this is something that I drill into our players, into our team every year. doesn't matter. Every shift, every period, every game, every drill, every practice, every time we hit the ice, we leave it on the ice when our skates come off the ice. We leave it on the ice. And uh, I, I know we're just fresh into a brand new season at the time of this podcast, but I, I've, already, I've already seen this um, in one of our players this year, and it, it, we're just early on in the season. We've only been on the ice like three or four times now. And uh, for the sake of this podcast, I'll call this kid Zach. But it's, it's just so awesome to see every shift that Zach comes off the ice this kid is, is turned around on the bench, he's facing the back of the bench, and I'm always asking him, making sure he's all right, because it looks like he's about to keel over and die. And so I'm always making sure or our trainer will go over, hey, Zach, you okay? And, and it's interesting, every time he's like, yeah, I'm just out of breath, just out of breath. And I love it, because he's actually bought into this hustle uh, mindset. This philosophy, this second H, he's bought into it and he, he does it. He lives it out every single shift. He comes off the ice out of breath. He has to catch his breath uh, because he's just constantly hustling. It's the hard work. And so when you transfer this stay hustling over to your leadership, it means that you aren't afraid in putting in the work, putting in the effort. You're not talking or, or promoting, uh, we're not talking or promoting being a, a workaholic here. I'm not, I'm not talking about that at all. Uh, I'm, that, that is not what I'm saying here, that you should be a workaholic and, and you know, your family and, and your home life suffers because you work so much. What I am talking about is when you are working, that you leave it on the ice, so to speak. Every idea, every email, every talk, every event you're planning, every team meeting, it doesn't matter, give it your best is basically what leave it on the ice means. And so when you get done and you walk away and you reflect on that and evaluate and debrief what you just put your hands and your heart and your head to, can you honestly say, I gave it my best? I left everything on the ice. I left everything on the ice. And, and, and let me just say to all those young leaders out there, because I have a lot of conversations these days with young leaders um, who are talking to me about needing a break or, or needing this, and some of it is legit. But there are other aspects, there are other conversations where I have when I walk away just going, man, that, that's just laziness. And, and I'm sorry, I, I'm not trying to call anyone out here, and, but you need to reflect, am I actually giving it my best? Now, if you're giving it your best, you should be tired at the end of the day, that you gave it your best, not just at work, but at home, when you got home, with your kids, with your spouse, you gave it your best, whatever you were putting your hands to and your heart to. At the end of the day, you should lay down tired. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's something to be proud of at the end of the day. That you're giving it your best, you're leaving it on the ice. And so the question you need to ask yourself here in this, in this area is, are, are you continually hustling at what's been put in front of you? The task at hand, are you hustling? And so I just want to encourage you today, whatever it is, even if maybe it's not your most favorite thing to do, to stay hustling. Because it's part of, of a winning team mentality. Every member plays a part and every member needs to do their part and stay hustling no matter what the task, no matter if it's one of your favorite things to do or not so favorite things to do. Give it your best. Are you honestly giving your best? And even, let me speak to the practice component of this for a moment. I teach my players all the time that practice is actually more important than games because practice makes permanent. Practice doesn't make perfect, it makes permanent. The the drills and the the game-like situations that we're trying to put into place and developing your shot and your skating and all those fundamentals that we practice are actually helping make permanent in, in, in game situations and unless we practice those we're never going to get better and so i encourage my players to stretch themselves in practice to do things they wouldn't even dare try in a game uh, i actually encourage uh, my players to have to have ice on them so what that means they're falling down in practice that means they're trying something new and they're not just staying the same and getting apathetic or getting lazy i actually want them trying new things crossovers backwards crosby uh circles i want them trying all these things in practice even though they may be not the best at it because that's actually how they're going to get better and so i encourage you at your craft at your leadership thing whatever your strength is maybe it's communicating i encourage you to actually practice that talk there's nothing unbiblical or 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 uh, there's nothing wrong with practicing a talk you're about to deliver as a leader if you're talking about spiritual leadership or, or maybe uh, communicating publicly or whatever the case may be, I'd encourage you to practice those things. It, it will make permanent the things you're trying to get better at. So stay hustling, all right? Stay humble, stay hustling, and then the final one is, is hungry. The final H is hungry. I believe another characteristic that separates teams from winning teams is the idea of hunger. Stay hungry. We drill into our players on any team that I've coached is that it is constantly going after that. Stay hungry. And here's how that translates here. Here's how we define that in hockey. We define that as this. We don't ever give up. We don't give up ever. Our goal is to be that annoying team that no matter what the scoreboard says, we just don't ever give up. Now, this one's a little tougher to teach because it comes down to somebody's intensity. And uh, although it's harder to teach, I believe it actually can be achieved with, with um, so, some rewards, you know, celebrating it when you see it happen. Um, those are the ways that you can achieve this and actually it can become the culture of, of, of your team. Uh, one of the simple little things, uh, just to illustrate this, um, I, I remember trying to teach this to... Uh, to players and there's certain drills that we would do in practice that would help with this but it's really tough to teach intensity and uh so so one of the i, I remember walking in before a key game of the season uh, this was a few years back and uh, i remember uh, throwing a puck in the middle of the floor as i was talking to the team and they all had their equipment on and we we're getting geared up for this game and they're all kind of sitting there listening and uh, i threw a puck in the middle of the floor and i said whose puck is this and people were giving answers. Well, it's your puck, or it's this, or that, and given all these kinds of kind, kind, kind of responses. And uh, uh, I said, uh, okay. Well, I, I said, who wants it? You know, I followed it up with that question. Well, who who wants this puck? And uh, only one player got, got up out of his uh, off the bench and and actually picked up the puck. And I said, now turn the puck over. And taped to the back of this puck was a, a folded up five dollar bill. And, uh, and, and the truth of the lesson I was trying to teach them was, you will get rewarded when you stay hungry. And we need to own that puck. That puck belongs to our team. It's ours on the ice. I don't care where it is in the corner. I don't care if you're skating back for it, back-checking. I don't care if the other team has a breakaway. We don't ever give up. We go after that puck. And we want to become that annoying team that other teams hate playing against us because it doesn't matter the score we don't give up. And so it kind of illustrated that. And we talked about it and, and the players, anytime I would do that, the whole team would scramble for the puck after that. If I tried that again, I, I did a few games later in the dressing room to see if the message had, had kind of gotten across. And it definitely had as they were all fighting for the puck then, even though I had taped nothing to the bottom that time. And I know, so cruel. Um, I teach my teams to play. Hey, here's, here's what we do um, to, to make this applicable to our teams. I teach my teams to play like we're down one, nothing all the time. Now I, have been ridiculed for this. I remember last season we were in a key game and we were actually, uh, we were not one of the better teams to start the, uh, to start the season. And we were playing the first place team that had only had like one loss all season. And, uh, we were actually in going into the third period. We were up by two goals on this team that was, uh, that had seen a lot more success than we had in terms of wins that year. And uh, so I remember going into the third period, our, our players were all lined up at center ice for the, uh, the opening draw of the third period. And I remember yelling across to my players, guys, we're down, we're down by one. And I remember the other team looking at me, and one player in particular looking at me with this stunned look like, do you not? And he's pointing at the scoreboard trying to tell me like, coach, you're actually up by two, eh? You're beating us by two. And uh, he had no idea what I was trying to do and that that was our mentality all year was we're going to constantly play like we're down 1-0. We are down one nothing. we do not want to get comfortable even if we have a lead. We want to play like we're down one nothing, No matter how weird that might look to other people that don't understand it. And uh, here's kind of how this transcends into your leadership. Let's move away from hockey for a second. This, is, this whole hungry component is kind of where desperation and desire collide that's how you get hunger. Desperation plus desire equals hunger. So what does that look like in your own leadership or, or your team? I believe it looks a lot like not giving up. Not just desiring something better, but staying hungry enough to go after it and being relentless in your pursuit of better. Whatever that looks like for you. Let me illustrate you to you uh, kind of personally how this how this uh, has applied to, to my life. At the beginning of this season, I was telling some leaders the other day, I, I for the past number of years, I've just had this goal as a leader to read more. I believe that leaders are learners. And so uh, I always wanna be reading more books and learning and, and never becoming complacent with where I'm at. And uh, I believe uh, uh, greatness is hardly ever achieved from within one's comfort zone. That's a quote from Mike Babcock. I read a, a coaching book uh, this past summer, and uh, one of the quotes that came out of that book, reading that book, I, I think is powerful. And so that's kind of been my mentality that I, I'm always wanting to better myself and and not get comfortable. And so I've had this goal over the past number of years to read more books, but I would find myself getting to the end of the year where I've only read one or two books. And th- that's not what I was originally thinking in January when I would set out with this goal, this desire to read more books. And so finally, I got desperate enough. See, I always had the desire, but I, I, I never included the desperation piece. And so this past year in January, I had desire colliding with desperation. I thought, I'm going to put a plan in place. And so I came up with something that I could do consistently and just this small, smart choice that I could be consistent with over a long period of time, uh, I believe could be could produce a radical change, um, and that's a quote right out of the Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Uh, incredible read if you if you like reading, uh, it's a life changing book. And, and so here's what I did. I decided I'm going to read 12. I'm not just going to have this desire to read more books this year. I'm going to read 12 books. Now I can I can pull off one book a month, and so by the end of this year, 2019, I want to have read at least. 12 books. Now I'm well on my way. I'm happy to say that I'm well on my way to that because uh, I've actually been able to, uh, to stay hungry at this because of the desperation colliding with the desire because desire is, alone is never enough. And so I got desperate enough to put a plan in place. And so I just encourage you, whatever the goal is for you, don't just have the desire. The way to stay hungry is, is to actually put a plan in place and, uh, and, and, and to actually put some Put some meat behind what, what you're desiring. Put some desperation there and, and make up a plan to help you achieve that goal that you have. So there you have it. You might be thinking, why do any of this? And and really, man, you've talked a lot about coaching, but um, how does that apply to me as a, as, as a leader leading in my context? Well, here's the deal. When you pull it all together, you can actually make a difference wherever you are. When you will... We'll, we'll stay humble and stay hustling and stay hungry. I believe you can actually uh, make an incredible difference. That, that you can actually win at whatever you're trying to win at. Uh, but just remember, going back to the kind of the bottom line, it all starts with believing that you can. Belief in change always precedes the evidence of change. And so i close with this quick story. Again, going back to coaching for a second. This was last season, and probably one of the highlights of me coaching for the past number of years was was this. Uh, Like I said, we didn't have a great team last year, but we developed these three H's, this Triple H theory, and it really helped us become better in our own regard um, in the ways that we could. And, And so one of the successes, one of the huge team dubs from last season was a game in the playoffs when we were actually down going into the third period we were actually losing six to one going into the third. Not a whole lot of time left. And I remember pulling our team in, in between periods as I, I always do. And I remember looking at our team and I could, just, I could just tell, I just read their body language. Every single one of our players was defeated. They, they figured this was over. And so I just asked one simple question in between the second and the third period before we started that third. And I said, does anyone here believe that we can still win? And they all kind of looked at me like, coach, are you serious? Like, do you see the scoreboard right now? And I said, forget about the scoreboard. I want to know who actually believes we can still win. And I remember a couple kids putting up their hand. I said, well, here's the deal. We will start the game as silly and ridiculous as it looks. We will start the game with whoever believes that we can actually win. Because if you don't believe and you're not willing to put up your hand as ridiculous as it might sound or seem if you're not willing to buy in and actually believe we can make a difference in this game then here's your spot and i pointed to the bench i said you're sitting the whole period i don't care it's house league and we're supposed to have equal team play and everything else i said i don't really care i said you're sitting i'm only moving forward in this third period with with players that actually believe that we can do something here and so i said let me ask you one more time who believes we can win this game well every single player put up their hand Here's the cool part that happened. We started that period and right away we actually it got worse. We got a penalty and we were shorthanded. But I'll tell you what happened on that penalty. Because of that mindset and that little pep talk, uh, our players skated down the ice. We not only killed off that penalty, we started the comeback with a shorthanded goal and then we just kept scoring after that. By the end of the third, it was tied 6-6. We scored with like 30 seconds left to tie the game 6-6. Went into overtime. Then it got reduced and went down to three-on-three overtime. Then we went to a shootout. I'd love to be able to tell you, ending this podcast, that we won that game in a shootout. We actually lost in a shootout. But I'm telling you, we left the ice that game and we celebrated like we had won the Stanley Cup. For us, that was a huge comeback and a huge win. And that's what winning teams are made of. They're made of humility, out of hard work, hustle, and out of players that will stay hungry no matter what the score they will never ever give up so i hope that's encouraged you in some way shape or form in your own leadership context today until next time keep being intentional about your development as a leader because leadership really does matter Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leadership Matters Podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, why don't you take a moment and subscribe on iTunes to ensure you never miss another episode. Until next time, remember your leadership matters.